the episode will be out next week. We're actually going to do a, a weekly episode. Uh, ser- or, uh, damn it. <sighs> Just pause for a few seconds and then say yeah, it. Yeah, give, give me that. Give me Do your little, like, oh, okay, you. folks, again. Yeah, yeah, okay. that was terrible. It happens. All right, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Pod Squad Pod. The gang is all here this week. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a Padres fan. Let's start with Greg. Greg, how are you feeling right now? You know, uh, I would say many emotions. Obviously delighted, excited, happy, a bit emotional uh, after watching that press conference. Uh, you know, I'm feeling all the emotions, Ty, and uh, it's just a really, really damn good day to be, to be a uh, Padres fan. 100. I look like for a quick second there. Robot, emotionless AJ Preller got a little choked up. I'm just saying, I could be wrong, could have read it wrong. That's what it looked like to me. But let's bring it. He missed. Joe, how are you feeling about Fernando Tatis? I mean, this is a beautiful day. I don't know what else we could possibly say about it. As Padre fans that have been suffering for years, it's finally, you know, the light is at the end of the tunnel. We're completely out of the tunnel now. The sun has risen. It's a beautiful day. 100 percent 100 you know i feel like it's a little bit of redemption i don't want to bring us into a dark place but it's kind of like we were waiting all that time to get that, that stadium deal done for the chargers it didn't happen then the big wait became when are we going to lock up tatis when are we going to get him to sign the lifetime contract and it's a beautiful beautiful thing to see it come in and come to fruition uh and let's go to the final member here rj shanks rj how you feeling about the big news tatis officially extended Let's go! <laughs> how am how good is it to be a San Diego Padres fan? What a what a time in our lives! I, I honestly like can't even like think of like a comparison because like this is this is unbelievable. Even you know even my favorite athletes. I mean I guess with Gwyn, you never thought he was going to go anywhere else. But after that, like you know we had Ladanian Tomlinson, Philip Rivers. You know there were still questions of like, hey, will they come back? Will they not? You know, it's crazy having this face of the franchise locked up for his entire career. And I'm just, I'm just so excited that we get to watch Fernando Tatis Jr. play his entire career as Padres. It's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, I remember in 2010, the Padres, they traded for one guy we don't need to talk about. They tra- traded for Miguel Tejada. And I was so excited. I ran out and I'm like, oh, my God. I went and buy a, bought a Miguel Tejada custom jersey that day. Because I'm like, the Padres are trying. I cannot believe this. They're actually putting an effort to see that. You know, a decade later, having two of the very few $300 million contracts is, is truly, truly unbelievable. Um, so, Greg, where, where were you when you first heard this? Well, uh, before we get into that, Ty, I do want to say I do miss the Miguel Tejada spotlight celebration. Yes, very much. Got to second base. But there's one other person I actually think uh, can add just a little bit to this podcast. Uh, former Fairweather Giants fan, now a full Padres fan watching every it. single game last year and she might be the biggest Tatis fan I've ever met um, I just want to introduce uh, again Padres fan now Rachel Whittem what are your thoughts on this uh, Tatis signing I think this is the most exciting thing that has ever happened to me as a sports fan wow let, let alone as well a newfound San Diego fan and <laughs> well I do have to say you know we're talking a lot about his his uh, 
his future and how good he is and everything, we really got to focus on how hot he is, too. Agreed. Not only is he the face of San Diego, I think he can be the face of Major League Baseball. And did you see his haircut? Did you see the tie and the vests? I hate vests, but that looked damn good on him. And I am just so excited to watch him for the next 14 years. Well, incredibly well said. I mean, I don't know what else to add to that. First of all, welcome on the wagon. Congratulations on making a great decision over the next 14 years to support these Padres. And yeah, I mean, to have the swagger to pull off the vest like Tatis did, I mean, that that's just incredible. Joe, do you think you could rock a vest like that? Oh, I can rock anything. But Tatis, I mean, he, he did. Yeah, I agree. And and with the brown, I think Preller had a brown suit on today. Yeah. I mean, brown is back, baby. And it's her to stay. Absolutely. Shanks, do you think you could have rocked the blonde dreads with the long hair in high school, kind of similar to Tati? <laughs> well, for, first, I just want to address, Greg, I, I think you need to hurry up and uh, just marry Rachel because she might be looking for Tati soon. And uh, that's, that's just not a competition you're going to win, man. So you need, to, you need to lock that up in a hurry. I'd be um, okay with it. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> to answer your question, Tyler, no, no, I could not rock the, uh, the blonde dread in high school. I'm uh, very confident in saying that uh, I would have no chance of that. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just want to, first of all, apologize to my future children because they are going to be going to some shitty schools because all of my money is going to go into watching Fernando Tatis play over these next few years. So, you know, sorry, sorry, kids. I mean, that, that's just the way it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. They'll, they'll understand. They'll, they'll get it. They'll be brought yeah. up as Tatis fans. So they're like, God, yeah, that just makes sense. And Maybe. think about that, too. Like, I, I mean, I said this uh, I said this to uh, Rachel the other day. I was like, like all like all of San Diego fans, kids right now that are going to be born in the next, you know, whatever years, five years, get to, like, grow up and just watch this player, this you know, really the GOAT. I mean, yeah, he's only played 143 games. I think it's fair to say that he's the GOAT. Uh, you know, I'm, I would uh, like to see people talk about how he's not because I just don't believe it. I mean, look, we're already talking about statues. Personally, I think you do the backflip statue, somehow figure out a way to have the bat just suspended in air. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, gosh, it's just so fun, Ty. I mean... Like, we, we have him. We have Fernando Tati Jr., and we have an amazing team to surround him. Absolutely. And speaking of what you just said, let's go to Joe here. Joe, the only father in the group, you have the son who just <laughs> turned one. Fernando Tatis, I mean, baby Joseph's going to be like a junior in high school, and he's still going to be on the same contract. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the news, obviously I lost my mind. But uh, the second thing that hit my mind was my son, who's going to be two this summer, is going to be in high school when – this contract is up. He's going to be driving a car. Yeah, he'll have his license. I mean, it's crazy. But, you know, I thought about our childhood. You know, we had Tony Gwynn, Trevor Hoffman, and, you know, those Padres teams had more down years than good. And my son is just going to grow up in this golden era of Padre baseball where we're in the playoff hunts every season. We have Tatis locked up for a decade and a half. It's just an unbelievable time to really be a Padre fan for the next, uh, you know, decade and a half. Man, I can't wait to tell my kids about Bubba Trammell when uh, we have seven <laughs> <kids>. <laughs> Eric Owens. Oh, man. 
Oh, but guys, Mark Kotze was literally the greatest player in all our eyes at some point. So there you go. We thought Eric Owens was cool because his T-shirt got dirty, and now we have all this swag on the team. Are you kidding me, dude? We thought our, our, we, we would have, you know, traded the franchise for Xavier Nady at one point. So I, uh, I just got. <laughs> our former swag was eye black. That was that was the most swag we had with Eric Owens. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Khalil had those, you know, blonde, uh, blonde locks. All right, let's. Uh, yeah, let's not Khalil forget. had the blonde mullet. There was the Wally Joyner crowd too that had the, you know, they had the the wig with like the half hair or whatever that was, whatever that's called. Hey, Mark Loretta uh, won a batting title. Come on. Hey, Guys, remember remember the saxy stage, the saxy section for, for I was Hedges. I just about to say that Shanks, the saxophone for Hedges was like our our highlight of the last five years. Padre, Padre's Twitter exploded about saxy Hedges and Mejia, two just complete garbage cans. And now we're doing this. Uh, so I remember the saxophone guy in the dugout just following Hedges pregame. What terrible content we had. Oh, my gosh. So that being said, like, what? Obviously, the the word, the uh, names of Patrick Mahomes, LeBron James, are being thrown around right now with Tatis. I, that's absolutely incredible to me. I mean, where do we, like, like what are the limits of this kid? I, like, like, where do we see this kid growing to in terms of marketability? To quote the great Yanni Wetzel, there is no ceiling. I mean, this, this kid can do whatever he wants. I mean, they're, they're, he's just an unbelievable player. Like you said, unbelievable marketability. I mean, this guy already has a Gatorade commercial. He already has the show cover. He's already got a trillion dollars. I mean, what more can you want? It's, I mean, the look, I, I, as Rachel just said. And, and Rachel said, yes, he's hot. Well, I mean, come on. So, RJ, what about you? What do you think is next for, I mean, he's already on at least three continents, right? Like, what's the next one? Just be the build towards face of baseball. So with that comes, you know, the expectations for individual awards and and championships. So I think definitely MVP watch would be, like, my first bet. And then, well, actually, I take that back. World Series watch first and then MVP. I think, you know, you'll just see over time him grow into his position and grow into his, you know, his talent and yeah, sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah, Joe, how are you feeling about that Manny Machado bet right now? I'm still feeling okay about it. I mean, it's not terrible, but uh, you know, to, to answer your question, Tati said in a interview that he wants to be the Derek Jeter of the Padres. I think past Jeter within the first five years of this contract, and I don't think I'm going like out on a limb and saying that. Yeah, he could be the Derek Jeter that's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so worried that like the the Der- the Jared the Derek Jeter sneaky overrated like comment is gonna be used too much and that and then it's gonna go full swing the other way. And it's like Derek Jeter, sneaky underrated. Like it's just gonna be this endless like cycle of overrated versus underrated. Hopefully Tatis is always properly rated. Yeah, I was in summer league last year, and this guy was not to go on a Derek Jeter tangent. He was saying that Derek Jeter was better than Mike Trout and Barry Bonds, and I almost died. So yeah, it's 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 a scary world with some stupid people you out know, there. It wouldn't be a 
speaking of overrated, underrated, wouldn't be a Tatis contract uh, podcast if we didn't talk about our own Tyler Armijo saying he wouldn't trade Tatis for pretty much anything during spring training before his rookie year. Uh, so I uh, need to bring that up as much as we can because I think that's one Thank of you, the best Greg. takes that's ever been uh, a take in San Diego sports history. I appreciate that, Greg. You know, it's, it's, it's tough for me because – yeah, I made that. I think I was probably 26 at the time that I said that. And, and, and that was life's peak for me. I will never do anything better than that for all the years that I lived. So, you know, it's just kind of been downhill since. Unfortunately, I'm never going to get back to that level. But, uh, you know, thank you for bringing up that, that moment of glory for me. It's one damn good moment of glory. Uh, on the opposite, yeah, it's a good way to go. On the opposite end of that right. spectrum of takes, uh, there's Greg saying that he'd rather have the Chargers win one Super Bowl than the Potters win 10 consecutive World take. Series. That was a tough take. Wow. Apologize. I apologize for that take. I was wrong. I was manipulated by, you know, the Chargers' glory. And, uh, I, you know, I was wrong. I'll, I'll admit it, okay? I'll admit it. Are, we also, if we're going to go down takes – um, I'm pretty sure there's some person in this uh, mm-hmm. podcast that mm-hmm. really hated AJ Preller, wanted him out after the 2015 season, didn't want to give him a chance. How do you feel about that take, RJ? He's he's done a better job since then, so I've I've now changed my stance in that Preller is yeah, Preller is a god. You can't even say it. Shane. Wow! Whoa, say it. God. Right. He was stuttering. He was stuttering. <laughs> Don't make fun of my tongue tied, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh. By the way, did you guys see the uh, the the uh, money breakdown for um, Tatis like per year? Mm-hmm. It's I did. It's absurd. He doesn't get to double digits until twenty twenty four, and he'll only make eleven million that year. I mean, I mean, I love all these like terrible baseball reporters and you know quote unquote insiders saying like this is a terrible contract, like. He's going to get underpaid in two years. He's going to be underpaid for sure. It's unbelievable about having these terrible takes. Yeah, he's going to be. Uh, yeah, we were. Talking he's going to be about, underpaid until. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, we were talking about him being a five hundred million dollar man, and when I saw his contract was under four hundred million, I was in shock. He's going to be underpaid until like twenty twenty nine, when he, that's the first year he makes thirty six million, and by then, like the average. Uh, the, you know, depending on how baseball is doing, like the average player might be making like up to 30 mil. So you never know. Like at that point, backloading this contract probably will underpay him like the entire, his entire career. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful contract. I mean, the way they structured it, it's basically like they bought out his arbitration years for, you know, you know, decent money. And then they just basically gave him the Machado contract yep. over the last 10 years. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal structuring by Preller and, you know, for Tatis, the things he said in the press conference today about, you know, wanting to be in San Diego, wanting to fully commit to the team that gave him a chance. I mean, as a fan, you legitimately can't ask for anything more than that. And I hate I hate how a lot of times it's compared to the Acuna deal. I think it's fair to say that Acuna is incredibly underpaid. Eight years, $100 million, like that is a is ridiculous that that was the contract. And I don't think that's a fair comparison at all. Like, I... The thing I'm most happy about is, like, Tatis just saying, I'm all about winning in San Diego. I mean, when did we ever have an athlete? I mean, Philip Rivers obviously comes to mind, Tony Gwynn, but to the level that this guy, I mean, the level of this guy's ceiling, I don't even think there is a ceiling on Tatis. Like, I just think it's, I think it's, it's fair to say that when 
Preller was talking about this contract, he was thinking of it as the statue contract. And I think that is as the best way to describe the type of player Tatis is. I hope this doesn't come as a knock against Tatis, but I, I think Tony Gwynn was very similar. It's just that he didn't have A.J. Preller with him. He had, unfortunately, not nearly as good GMs, not nearly as good of ownership. I feel like if Tony Gwynn were around right now, it would be a similar thing for him. But, I mean, just very thrilled with the combination of goats that we have in the, in the organization. Yeah. And, hey, we got Caratini, right, Joe? I mean, still huge, huge for Caratini. He's the X factor. And I want to throw a question <laughs> at you guys. Do you think the Totsi statue will go up during the duration of this contract? They might, like, start on the legs or something? <laughs> I mean, it is going to be the size of, like, the Empire State Building. So that, what does that take? Like, 10 years to build fully? Well, if you heard him in the press conference, he said, you know, why not have three statues? All right, AJ? So, I mean, I mean, let's just get started on a map. We can get him signing the contract can be one. And then, you know, we just go from there. I think we got to have the, uh, the Cardinals bat flip. You got to have the, uh, the scream at third base after his base is clearing triple. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, a lot to. And well, the crazy thing, he might do another thing there too in his career. So that was literally just what I was about to say. Like <laughs> there, there's still time. He might have his defining moment, his statue moment later. You know, he is only 22 years old. Hey, you know, that, that does, though, bring me to a next point I think would be pretty fun. Can everybody pick one of their favorite Tatis moments so far in his career to talk about? And, uh, Joe, let's, let's – how about we start with you? Uh, I think when he tagged up against the Pirates on a Renfro pop-up to the second, that was, that was the moment for me that made me really open my eyes wide and say, wow, this guy is, is, is special. That's awesome. RJ? I'm going to say the uh, the 3-0 Grand Slam, because that started Slam Diego, and, like, I got to tell you, that's one of my favorite, like, just Pottery's moments ever. It's just, like, just Slam Diego, like, all eyes are on us. We're just out here nuking Grand Slams. Oh, such a great time. I'll always remember the Slam Diego 2020 year. Oh, oh damn good. Tyler? I mean, it's it's impossible to follow the, those two moments up, I and mean, those are flawless, flawless moments. I mean, the, the Cardinals home runs the bat flip especially the second one uh i mean i don't know if i'll ever lose my mind a, a sneaky underrated one very early in the year two outs nobody on he hits the tying homer off wade davis uh, that was that was another awesome oh i was well. gonna use that one you stole it against colorado <laughs> yeah i mean that was also when he was by himself keeping us in the playoff run <laughs> like mm-hmm. by himself for sure you know i'm gonna go I'm going to go to his first hit because he brought it, he brought it up multiple times today. Um, just how the fans were giving him the standing ovation, how he felt that. And then he delivered, uh, you know, right away. I mean, I think we all our, our group chat was going buck wild when uh, he got that first hit in his first at bat. I mean, it was a special time. Yeah. I mean, RJ, is it fair to say that you and I played a major role in Tatis signing this extension because we were losing our minds that opening day? I mean, it had to be like that. that what, how else could you not come to that conclusion? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I also want to mention a play that we didn't bring up. It was against the Braves when he got picked off at first and was in that pickle. And then he did like this matrix move to get back to the bag safely. And he led Sports Center, like MLB Network, with. You know, being picked off and getting back safely. What player can do that besides Tatis? Such a great point, Joe. Such a great point. I mean, he's he's truly unrivaled in 
potential and athletic ability and, and skill. And yeah, we may be sounding like homers, but you know what? Who cares? We've never had this great of an opportunity as a Padre before. This is awesome. Also, also the entire country now are Padres homers. So I, I think it's okay. I think it's all right. Another moment, Except for Los Angeles. Now we're just going through like Tatis moments, but if anybody hasn't watched it, there's like a 20 minute YouTube video of the 2020 season of Tatis highlights. Yep, it's spectacular. It. <laughs> but they don't show the playoff highlights, which is crazy to me. The other thing in that Cardinals series in game three, that layout catch, um, like really just an inning saving catch um, that he made. It was one of those where it like the ball flared off the bat in a weird way. It didn't seem like anybody could get to it. It was just annoying to say the least. And somehow he got, I mean, I remember that was like an un, like not so talked about play, but I remember in the moment feeling like a big, big, just like sense of relief. Oh my goodness. I believe, if I remember correctly, it was a 3% catch probability, <laughs> according to however they, they do that metric. So it's a decent catch. Another one, and I, I think it was that same game, was where Timmy Hill kind of made that terrible throw, and Tatis, like, somehow fully extended, kept his foot on the bag, like, flipped over and caught the ball. It was just, I mean, my God, we, we could go on for hours, and he's only been here less than the full season. 140. That's another thing. In, in During the press conference, they showed the stat of, like, Mike Trout versus Tatis in the first 150 games. The guy still has seven games. We don't know how many bags he's going to steal in those seven games. Maybe he goes 15 for 15, and his average is actually better than Trout's. It was a little uh, too early to highlight that. Agreed. The research staff has to do better. They got to cut that line at 143 games. We need a fair and accurate comparison. <laughs> I mean, what are we employing those guys for? <laughs> I'm just laughing at the. I'm, you're probably gonna. I'm probably gonna this out. I'm laughing at the Greg take of. He could have gone 15 for 15. How do we know if it's 150? Wouldn't he have had to go seven for seven? No, 100, 150 games Trout had played. Tatis has played 143. So theoretically, Tatis has oh, seven okay. games to Sorry. accumulate the, uh, the same Sorry, that, that's my fault. That's oh, all no. good. So how'd you get to 15 for 15? That's what that's what I'm laughing at. He's gotten at. walked it's... a few times. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it just it came out. Like, I'm saying he's going two for two every game, hit by hit. He's been getting hit a lot, which I hope it doesn't happen anymore. But, like, there's things that go in there. Also, maybe we'll... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I think we gotta leave this in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we need to get them to stop. To try to get the try to get the train back on the rails here. All right, RJ. We. Uh... I'm sorry. Uh, I just. That's just such bullshit. <laughs> you just feel like, yeah, you know, there's walks, there's hit my bitches. I'm like, no, you just threw 15 out there for no reason. That is entirely true. I, I did throw 15 out there for no reason. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Last time so, Shanks was this rattled on a pot, it was on Amy surprised him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's still taking by surprise and I, all the writing was on the wall I should have seen that coming <laughs> final thoughts on, uh, on the Tatis extension here couldn't be happier 14 years a very great job by AJ by Seidler who we haven't talked about that deserves a lot of praise uh, 
very happy about everything, and I can't wait to watch this kid for the next 14 years. 100%. Seidler also very much deserves a place on Goat Mountain. Joe, any final thoughts on this? I mean, it's about damn time. A player that hasn't even played 150 games, and we have been screaming for months that he needs to be extended to a lifetime contract. It finally happened. I can't wait to see him play for the next decade and a half, and it's fun to be a Padre fan again. I'm not you know, trying to knock the franchise, but like I said at the beginning of the pod, there's been some really down years with uh, this team, and we're finally on the right track, and it feels amazing. I mean, in 2010, we were so unbelievably excited to be like, yes, it's 0-0 in the seventh inning. Our bullpen can win this one, one nothing. <laughs> and, and now we've got just an incredible offense. Shanks, any final thoughts on Tatis? I just can't believe we have to wait, like, more than a month to, like, get baseball started. Like, let, let's start the season tomorrow. Who cares about spring training? I just want to watch us play. But, no, I'm, I'm excited. This, this is so great. I agree. And you know who wants to be – we're going to keep this in in case they listen. You want wants to be comedians. Casey and Luis putting their wedding on the second and third games of the season. What are you guys doing? What are you doing? Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. That's just, it's just you know, that's selfish. That's what it is. I agree. All those times that, you know, they rescheduled around me in college. I guess they're getting back at me now. But, I mean, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a dream come true. I mean, we said give Tatis all the money. Give him a blank check. And we did. And he was very reasonable with it. And I appreciate that, Fernando. okay folks well we'll be back to with you soon before the start of the season we're going to break down each week uh, how we compare with the other teams in the division yeah that episode will actually be available next week a little uh weekly episodes coming to you so uh stick tight uh pod squad pod fans very exciting times all right for the quatrain signing off go pods